Is this thing on? Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Summits Podcast. We are at the Harper Cancer Research Institute at the University of Notre Dame today. Um, Our guest for this episode is Dr. Lori Littlepage. Lori is the Campbell Family Associate Professor of Cancer Research in the Department of Chemistry and Biochemistry at the Harper Cancer Research Institute here at the University of Notre Dame. Dr. Littlepage, thanks for joining us. Thank you for letting me. Absolutely. Thanks for inviting me. Why don't you provide our viewers and listeners a little background on yourself? Okay. So I, I've been here at Notre Dame since 2012. And I before that, um, I was a postdoc at the University of California, San Francisco. Um, I grew up in a small town of about 2,000 people in Mart, okay. Texas. Um, Where's that at? It's near Waco. It's okay, okay within like 20 minutes of Waco. Sure, okay. And so, um, you know, I grew up, I, I grew up going to summer programs at Baylor mm. University in uh, Waco. Um, then I went to the University of North Texas for high school. Okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for the Texas Academy of Mathematics and Science. So you go your last two years of high school to college. Okay, yeah, okay. so that That's was cool. a bit unusual. Yeah. Then I went to the University of Texas at Austin mm-hmm. and there I got, um, Bachelor of Science degrees in both molecular biology and biochemistry, um, and I was in the honors program there. Then I went to um, to Harvard for my PhD, and um, and I was working in um, in the lab of Joan Ruderman and cell biology at Harvard Medical School. Then I went to um, I went to UCSF for my postdoc with Dean okay. Orb. So. Okay. Was there any moment along the way that really kind of catapulted you into the realm that you're in now? Yeah, there have been things all along the way. So, I mean, when I was in fourth grade, my grandmother died of lymphoma. And so that, um, it it was at a very impressionable time for me. It really impacted me greatly. And I didn't want any people to have to go through that, you know, the, losing a family member, a very dear family member of cancer. And so I was really committed since fourth grade of uh, trying to work on cancer. And so then, you know, along the way, then I I was also interested in in science and um, and doing research. I had a lot of really incredible summer program opportunities to do research, um, you know, along the way in both in high school and and college at at the University of Texas. Mm -hmm. And then after that, then I went to, I actually went to Toronto for a year and a half and worked in a lab there. So I had a lot of summer program opportunities that inspired me, but it stems from my grandmother having cancer and dying of that, that really. So for me, working on cancer research is um, definitely personal and it's about the patients, so trying to help the patients. Yeah. Do you feel like that personal aspect um, creates just an additional level of passion to 
continue to drive to what you're working on? Absolutely. And, you know, and I think all of us know people with cancer or have family members with mm -hmm. cancer, and I do too. I mean, every few years, a new person has get, that's really dear to me gets cancer. Um, my father had prostate cancer before he died, and, you know, and then I have other close family members too, including my husband. And um, so we have we have a lot of cancer and each one of those personal experiences have really um, well shown shown to me what it's like to be a cancer patient going through treatment and realizing that there are a lot more decisions that as a scientist that you know when we're designing experiments a lot a lot more decisions that I than I would have thought okay. yeah. just as a scientist sure. so that that personal aspect has definitely influenced my research, trying to um, to do experiments that that will be impactful to patients, yeah. and sometimes sometimes they're not the fanciest experiments, but they're the most you know the ones that will ha have impact in the near term and that do need to be done. Um, but then we also, of course, are trying to think outside the box too, mm -hmm. into areas that will be impactful that that people are not studying now too. Yeah. So. Well, speaking of projects, we were um, happy to collaborate with you recently uh, to our Catherine Peachy Fund to establish the Catherine Peachy Excellence Fund for Breast Cancer Research. Could you uh, share with our, our listeners and viewers a little bit more about that project in, by itself? Yes, yeah, sure. Um, I'm very grateful for the funding that Heroes and the Peachy Fund have given to us. Um, it's supporting projects, several projects in the lab. Um, the main project is focused on, is a metabolism project in which we're trying to understand how the metabolism of the cancer cells and the microenvironment affect uh, cancer progression and metastasis. Mm -hmm. uh, and then, but then for our other projects too, we will use equipment that we're using, that we're purchasing. And so some of the equipment, like we got a new microscope, we got a new, a new mouse model that'll be really important in trying to understand the real role of this gene called aquaporin-7. It's a water and glycerol channel protein, so it regulates how these will get into the cell. And that has big implications into the metabolism of the cells. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, and it ties in with obesity also. So, okay. so we're hitting on a lot of really important themes with that research, and um, and, and the other projects that we do in the lab too. Then we'll use that, and um, we're also getting a new gel plate reader that will have a lot of functions that we don't have in the building currently. So, okay, cool. it's very yeah. exciting. Yeah. Dr. Littlepage did say that we could go play with the microscope after this. <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. I don't. I don't trust ourselves, let alone. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't put that in our hands. Yeah, we're not, not trained professionals by any means. <laughs> well, Lori, um, as you know, one of the the uh, cornerstones of this podcast is talking about uh, cancer stories, and we all have multiple, unfortunately. What is uh, one of your cancer stories? Yeah. So, well, definitely my grandmother dying of cancer. Um, that that left such an impact on my life. And, um, you know, and I think about her every day and, and how it would have been great to have her longer. Sure. Um, I think about when my dad was going through prostate cancer treatment, um, you know, all the steps that he had to go through and how, you know, at each one of those steps, um, you know, he had other, 
diseases also, like you know, cardiovascular diseases that could potentially impact him, his progression too, and just all those decisions about his care. Um, and you know, other closer family members, well, not <laughs> my dad's pretty close, but, uh, but other, other uh, people too. My husband has been going through cancer recently. And um, so the, you know, trying to get into clinical trials and trying to get the best care for him, um, you know, has been very challenging and challenging to, to balance everything that we're doing too and take care of our son. So all of these things have really brought to light to me how, um, how important the research that we're doing, how important it is um, and that we need people. The other thing that's really important in cancer research is, you know, this thinking outside the box and, you know, how can we think in new ways? That's one of the things that I think Harper has done really well. Um, Dr. Sharon Stack has just been excellent in bringing together interdisciplinary groups. Mm -hmm. um, so like we collaborate with engineers, clinicians, chemists, um, and we do it on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. So um, I, I do think we have a unique environment here to do this interdisciplinary research. Um, it's, it's a real theme driving our research here. Yeah, yeah we talked about that earlier uh, with Dr. Stack. And um, I mean, I'm, I'm not a PhD or MD, uh, but it's, like, it's almost like common sense. And it, I, but I think it's great that collaboration, not only just within the, you know, the confines of Notre Dame, but then also the collaboration with other institutions here in the state of Indiana. Mm -hmm. um, I think many of our listeners and viewers who might be from the Hoosier State would, are amazed at, or will be amazed at what all's being done. And it's not just at the IU School of Medicine, it's, it's at multiple different sites. And um, if you would, can you talk any more about that? Um, you know, on, on the athletic field, <laughs> we're competitors, right? But cancer doesn't care. No. Cancer doesn't care what school you're from or whatever your credentials are. Um, how do you see that collaboration working uh, amongst different institutions uh, in, a, in, a, in a positive way? Yeah, there, there are, you know, I, I do think um, in Indiana, like you're saying, in Indiana, our, our institutions do really work together very well. Um, we have we have a infrastructure like the Indiana CTSI that will engage um, people from the different institutions to do research. And so it's just like funding mechanisms really help. I mean, you guys are helping a lot with, uh, with your support and the things that you're doing too. All these efforts that help organize us together and in a sense can force some of these collaborations and matchmaking mm -hmm. to help us know about each other. Um, we have, I'm also associated with uh, Indiana University School of Medicine through the breast cancer program and um, you know and ongoing programs there so I, so I, that means that I get to meet those faculty members and have opportunities to talk with them they've been um, those interactions have been really instrumental to me in seeing directions I can go with my research and supporting me in many different ways so um, so those are 
are wonderful opportunities. Um, you know, Harper itself is a collaboration. So in this building that we're in, it's both Notre Dame and um, Indiana University School of Medicine at South Bend faculty. Okay. And so it's half and half, basically. Mm -hmm. So we have people from both institutions and we work together and you know the people who are funded by Harper projects then they are both institutions um, you know even sharing rooms and space yeah. so all of these things are shared shared the lunchroom yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so all of these things are have been impactful in in integrating our science and getting mm -hmm. us to interact right yeah that's awesome. That's great for Hoosiers as well as you know, yeah. Yeah, people beyond the state of Indiana. Um, any, anything that you would want our viewers to know about your research or Harper in general? I, the, the main takeaway for Harper that I want to get across is how, in, how unique the opportunity is that we have here to do um, interdisciplinary research. Um, I do think a lot of institutions are doing this. But this is something that we actually do well, um, and it's you know we we have had opportunities to um, to develop these interactions and uh, they're deep collaborations now. We write grants together and papers mm -hmm. routinely, have joint meetings, things like that, and um, that have been really important in developing these collaborations. Yeah, awesome. Well, we know we have, you have a lot on your plate, both per personally and professionally. We thank you for your time this morning. Guys, thank you for joining us on this episode of the Summits Podcast. Um, we appreciate you. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe, hit the little notification bell, and uh, don't forget, beat cancer. Yeah.